Mobile Rolling, presented by Garrard's Horse and Hound, making shopping easier with their online store. The same extensive catalogue, the same keen prices, online or over the phone. 1-800-060-896 or visit horseandhound.com.au. Heading past the 400 metre marker, look at Tardelli starting to open up. Tardelli all of a sudden found 12 metres. Foxy 5 in second, making a break. Mullamaxel, Chief Jujon without cover. Odin's Black Crows held up on the inside. Hollywood bound coming deeper. Next was Yogi, fake collection, dipped in silver, back straight quarter, 29.9. Tardelli in one race, the others there in another. Look at Tardelli go. Tardelli's putting a space job on here. He's out in front by 45 metres and Tardelli races down to the line and bolts in. Tardelli. Just one of many, many highlights of this feature program at Redcliffe. Uh, this, that horse only suffered one defeat, seven starts, six wins. Tardelli, a young cult going places. Chris Barsby, good morning. What's the highlight of it all. In fact, we haven't got Chris after that big uh, story there at the, uh, the big lead-in at the moment. We'll get him online now. But, Jared, just with that horse at Redcliffe, I don't know if you've got those prices up in front of you, but that Tardelli, he'll be one of the major fancies for that feature program at Redcliffe. Morning, Steve. Certainly is. Uh, that's race six on the program. It opened well, I would have thought was an attractive $2.25. Well, he's into two ten now. It's a sort of an each or two price-wise. Hold on to your bling. There's the other one in the market there at 2.30. But of those two, they're drawn beside each other. Tardelli drawn seven. Uh, hold on to your bling. Six. Actually, they might start six across the front there. Uh, but anyway, uh, it's been the move at Tardelli 2.25 into 2.10. Where did you want to start with the price changes before Chris links up with us, Jared? Well, we might go to Gloucester Park tonight. We've got one of those features opened, uh, which is the members' pace. It's race five on the program. Uh, the ones down the page price-wise, Jumpin' Jack Mack, $1.55. Diego, eight, double up, 15. Magnificent Storm, $2.80. Of course, it's the boom horse. Uh, Volton Inn at one five one, And Chicago Bull, your favourite horse, $11. But uh, the one that punters clearly want to be with here is Jumpin' Jack Mack from the pole. Now, it and Magnificent Storm open $2.20 each at two. It's into $1.55. Jumpin' Jack Mack, the other one, Magnificent Storm, out to $2.80. There's uh, well, as little to no interest in the rest. Diego, $5.50 out to $8. So it's the one, Jumpin' Jack Mack. Pretty interesting race, that one. It is indeed. I know Matty Young spoke to Chris yesterday. He's a great judge. He, he thinks it'll just win. Uh, okay. Jumping Jack Mack. So, and Magnificent Storm. And if you saw his win, it wasn't by a big margin. It was miserable conditions no. there uh, last week. But he got the job done. First up over the long trip. And Chicago Bull, yeah, he was a... I think he's a lot of people's favourite at one stage. But yeah, he's a bit longer than two yeah, now. And he hasn't won for a while. Getting to the he? end of his career. Yeah. One thing I do know is that on those those Friday night, Friday night meetings at Gloucester Park, they're deadly. Uh, whatever moves in the market early on, invariably uh, gets the chocolates or perhaps they even shorten a fair bit further than what they are. But that's a pretty significant move in a hot field, yeah. 220 into 155. I can't remember the last time Chicago Ball would have started around those prices. I think he's won 62 races, hasn't he, or something like that anyway. Something like that, yeah. Two, almost $2.5 million in stake money. That is uh, Chicago Ball. Jared, where do we go next? We'll go to Redcliffe tomorrow night. Uh, the Oaks, uh, the tab Redcliffe Oaks is race five on the program. We've got a hot pot here, Amore Vita. Uh, from Barrier 1, $1.14. Goldie's a delight at 61. 
Candy Cane, it's the first emergency at 151. Sugar for My Honey at 81. It's back page news, 126. Racy Roxy at 61. Soho Rhapsody at 7. Cover Girl at 7. She's Notorious at 126. Bajiggity at 126. And Always Be Me also at 126. Well, I guess it picks itself, doesn't it? That's what it opened at, $1.14, Amore Vita. It hasn't moved. More importantly, they haven't backed anything to beat it. We're talking sort of um, as short as you can get in an opening market, fourteen. So it's expected to win the Oaks. That's race five on the program tomorrow night. Uh, the next one we'll have a look just, at just is... I think Chris is with us now. Chris, okay. uh, of course, you spoke yesterday. Likely to lead Amore Vita. Good morning. Uh, guys, good morning. Yep, it'll lead all the way. Easy. Okay. Price suggests yep. that, doesn't it, Chris? Dollar fourteen. Yeah. The, the, the most obvious question that needs to be asked about Amore Vita, do they start? Do they nominate for the Rising Sun? That's the most obvious question. If she obliterates her rivals like most expect tomorrow night, do they put in a nomination for the Rising Sun where she'll go up against Rip Leap to Fame and then the four-year-olds like Ladies in Red, uh, Better Eclipse and so on? So that's the most obvious question with Amore Vita now. And what do you think is the answer to that question? Well, I think they should. Um, okay. She'll get barrier one. It's $400,000. So there's 400,000 reasons to say yes. And it's not as if she's going to have that gut-busting run. She could end up behind the leader at worst three fence. That's still a lethal spot for her to be. So um, I think she's she's well worth taking a risk with. And I don't think that's going to interfere with the other Oaks races that she's got. So she's got Reckliff tomorrow night. Then she's got a fortnight to the Rising Sun. The following week, if they want, they can go to the Southeast. Or if she has that hard run, they can just miss the Southeast Oaks and go to the Group 1 Queensland Oaks on July 23. So I think it fits perfectly. Chris, just back to that race. Uh, Chicago Ball, is he getting close now to retirement or not? I mean, it's quite remarkable. A horse like him is $12. Just goes, just tells us the strength of that race tonight in the West. Yeah, absolutely, Steve. Uh, I think that's one of the longest prices he's been for some time. So he goes into that race fresh. And Matty Young outlined yesterday that he thinks jumping Jack Mack uh, can just dominate that race from the inside. He was half potting, magnificent storm. So it, it, it's a small field, intriguing race. But I know that the, the, the stable with jumping Jack Mack, they think he's the real deal. So they're, they're looking long term with him and they, they think they've got a genuine cups horse in the making. So... This will be interesting to see how he goes. This is the, the strongest field that he's probably been opposed to, but he's got the insight of the fact that Junior opts for him in preference to Chicago Bull. That's a significant uh, switch there. So I think it points towards a jumping Jack Mack tonight. And I did pose the question just uh, when we didn't have you there, Chris, at the start because of just some landline issues there. But what is the one horse you can't wait to call here at this Redcliffe program? Um. Probably a more Vita. I, I missed the last week. Uh, I was on the uh, the ill list, uh, ill list last week, so probably a more Vita. And you know, I think she she just adds so much intrigue if she starts in the Rising Sun. It'll be really interesting to see what they do if she just you know dominates tomorrow night. I think they're sort of compelled to go to the Rising Sun. It'd be hard to turn your back on $400,000, $300,000 for the four-year-olds. But as we know, if a three-year-old can win the Rising Sun, there's a $100,000 bonus. So I think she's the most intriguing runner there tomorrow night in many ways, Amore Vita. And just on Redcliffe, I mean, this meeting has, has grown in stature so much over the last couple of years, Chris. Obviously, that's a draw card. Tardelli, uh, which we briefly touched on at the, at the top of this segment, 
Uh, it goes around, and of course, then we've got the Derby and the Cup. Uh, it's a terrific meeting. It, it really is. And, and that two-year-old final tomorrow night, Jerry, and I know you just went through the market. Uh, I think they opened equal favourites earlier in the week, Tardelli, and hold on to your bling. But now the money's come for Tardelli. I tell you what, th- this is going to be a really intriguing race tactic-wise. Hold on to your bling has the advantage. He's got the front row draw. Pretty good reason an early scratching. Mullinax will gain the start. I don't think that's going to be too much of a disadvantage for hold on to your bling. Most expect him to get to the front. And then the question is with Tardelli and Ricky Alchin, do they push off immediately? Does he drive for a little bit of luck? Who knows? But this is going to be a really good challenge. Before the series started last week with the two heats, most expected it to be a, a benefit race for Tardelli. Now that we've seen the heats, they went identical times overall, but sectionally, hold on to your bling was probably a little sharper. But visually, Tardelli won by that huge margin. It's going to be a really good betting race for mine. It'll be interesting to see who ends up starting the favourite. At this point, it looks like Tardelli. And favourites have a really good record in this race. They've won six of the last eight, the favourites. So if you're keen to be on the favourite, history's on your side there as well. So it's going to be interesting. Phillies and Colts engaged them. I might just mention those prices again uh, because you weren't with us when we went through them early. So 225 each or two when the market went up. Tardelli already into 2.10 and hold on to your bling out to $2.40. So that's a pretty significant lead in a race where those two completely dominate the market. Mm. And just for those that are wondering, first staged in 2009, this uh, race series, this uh, two-year-old final, the Phillies started with the bang. But in, in recent times, it's been the boys that have been able to dominate. They've won the last five. They've won seven of the 12 run. The Phillies have won five. Uh, it looks like a, a, a you know another cold or gelding's going to claim it tomorrow night. So it'll be very interesting this race, and I think the betting is going to be paramount on on how they sort of play it as we get closer to start time tomorrow night. So what are you thinking? Goes around and gets to the chair, Chris, or do they hold up? And this horse has got a lethal burst of speed, Tardelli. Yeah, I, to, to be honest, Steve, I don't know. I'm going to tip Tardelli because you know I was one that was thinking that was you know a little bit of a benefit for him this series, but. Uh, I don't know now, and uh, it, it's going to be very intriguing. But I still think, without doubt, pound for pound, he is the best horse. But I think he's going to be in for a, a tough trip at some point tomorrow night. And the just Derby on that, race seven, it, it six across the front, is it at Redcliffe? Yep, yep. Yeah, correct. so he he gets the outside of the front line now with pretty good reason out. No, he'll still start from the inside of the second row. Tardelli oh, hold on, okay. he'll be on the outside. So. Okay. Connections would have been hoping that they'd move up to the front row. Not not the case there, Jared. So he's definitely starting on the inside of the second row. So that okay. makes it a lot more fascinating. Mm, sure the does. The Derby tomorrow night, this is going to be a great race as well. Rip's the other key horse tomorrow night. I mentioned tomorrow, Vita, Steve, but Rip's a fascinating horse. If I didn't see the trial on Tuesday at Albion Park, I'd be you know very interested to see what they do. That trial was as good as a trial you'll ever see. He just jogged around Albion Park. He went forward, led, handed over to Uncle Shank, who kept rolling along. And then when he pulled out well before the turn, he just streaked away up the home straight and was so comfortable. A tick over 151. But there's a few unknowns with Rip. First time beyond 1,750 metres, I think it is. He's a dual Group 1 winner this season. He's following the same path as the Kiwi Krug last year who blew them away in the derby and then went on to the Rising Sun. As we know, Rip's got a spot in the Rising Sun. He was invited and accepted. 
But this is a, a challenge for him. 2,280 metres of the derby this year, and he's got gate six, so he's got the outside of the front row. So what are they doing with him market-wise, Jerry? Well, what happened when the market first went up, Teddy Disco was five fifty and Rip was $1.75. Now, initially, there was some interest in Teddy Disco, and uh, and the boys altered the market, as you do. It was into four twenty. That saw Rip get out to one ninety five. Now, it was one ninety five late last night. That's well and truly gone now. Back into $1.70, so a shorter price than what he opened at. So right now, $1.70 Rip, $4.20 Teddy Disco, and subsequent to that, well, everything else has gone out. Tim's a trooper, four sixty to five fifty. My ultimate card, but uh, seven fifty out to nine, and the rest are big double figures. So, in summary, uh, Rip is the one they want to be on. Okay, so the money there for Rip Teddy Disco, as we know, named after James Tedesco, the NRL star. So he's got support, and he's backing up after his Group Two demolition last week, taking that feature, the three-year-old sales series final, doing the double, winning the two-year-old final, and then. Uh, doubling down last week with that three-year-old final. That's going to be a good race, Steve. It is. And then that horse rips showed versatility, Chris, in the past. I mean, it's won six from seven, but we've seen the horse sit off and win. We've seen the horse lead and win. Yeah. And he's a lovely big style of horse, too. He's got that presence about him, big horse. So on the tighter track, but Bernie Hewitt outlined earlier in the week when we spoke with him, uh, he, he feels that he'll handle Reckliff no problem. He trains on a small track, so he doesn't see any issues there. So... That's going to be a very intriguing race as well. The place price of Danger Zone appeals there, two ninety. Um, I don't think he's missed a place in his life. I think he's perfect at Reckliff as far as his record is concerned, and he's absolutely flying. So he might be a, a place bet there uh, as far as the derby is concerned. The Cup, Jared, this is an intriguing race as well mm. uh, because history shows in, in recent times those that start off handicaps have little or no chance. Nine of the last 11 winners have been off the front. The two exceptions were Jack in Flight, I am Sam, who overcame 10-metre handicaps. And uh, now we're looking at turn it up off 10 metres, Max Shard off 20 metres. So where's the money going here as far as the Cup is concerned? Well, in keeping with what you just said, Seb's choice is the one. Now, it opened at 3.30. It's into $2.80 favourite. It's barrier three. Uh, the other two that you touched on there, uh, turn it up off the 10-metre mark, $4 out to four sixty. And there has been some interest in Max Shard, although it's off the 20-metre handicap, $4 into three thirty. Obviously, with uh, a bit of movement around the first two in the market, most of those others... Uh, you know, they were big odds anyway, and they've gone out further. Some of them, you know, four or five points. But summing up, Seb's choice is the one, barrier three, $2.80. Okay. Just giving you more context and history lessons here with the Reckliff Cup. Others that have won off 10 metres, Homer Jack Hexus, Sly by Torado Stone, including Jack in Flight, I Am Sam. So that's what Turn It Up's looking to achieve. Uh, now, Max Shard off 20 metres. The last horse to win off 20 metres, and you've got to go back to 1998, pocket battleship. And the only other horse that's won off a handicap greater than 20 metres, Mandawi Prince, back in 1994. He overcame a 30-metre handicap. So it's very interesting. Seb's choice, as Gary just outlined, the market mover. Four-year-olds. He's a four-year-old. He's here for the rising sun. Four-year-olds have won four of the last nine editions, only the Brave Majestic Major, Hallelujah, and Soul Ambition. So that's in their favour if you're keen on uh, on Seb's choice. Uh, the last horse to go back-to-back, Hexus, but it was 2003-04. LL Cool J won the Cup last year. He lines up again. He's $21 with Tab right now. So he's got something going against him there as far as the history is concerned. 
Grant Dixon, most successful driver. Three wins. Atomic Arc Majestic Major, Alleluia. He's a board cult, 31 here. He's also at $21. Vicky Rasmussen, most fe- uh, successful female trainer. She's won it twice. Kept under wraps in last year with LL Cool J. She's got LL Cool J and Turn It Up this year. So maybe the fastest cup, 2021, 58.9. Track record, though, Clint will do 158.7. So... There's a fair chance they're going to uh, bust the clock tomorrow night because the track is in super order. Mark Belford's mm. got the track absolutely A1. So this is an intriguing race for so many different reasons tomorrow night, the mm. Redcliffe Gold Cup. Just on Redcliffe, and we spoke about this before, Jared and Chris, it's, it's a massive growth area, as we know, in Queensland, and particularly with the Dolphins, Jared, getting this enormous publicity. It's going to be huge when that club's up and running. Of course, there's more sign-ons to take place, but... I reckon there's got to be a great uh, some cross promotion with this Redcliffe Harness Racing Club when that Dolphins Rugby League Club's up and running as well. It's basically a stone's throw from each other. No doubt, but you know one thing I do I do know is that um, the Trot Rods did enormous things or has done enormous things for Redcliffe over the past couple of seasons. You know those tight tracks, they're, they're, it's a little bit of a niche market, I suppose, Chris, but. Once you work it out and, and then you get to know the drivers and, and the way the tactics are, etc., you can definitely win there from, from back in the field if you're good enough. Um, but yep. there's a big focus on this meeting tomorrow night. It's gone to a new level and, and you know, all credit to everybody involved. Yeah, absolutely. And to your point, Steve, the, the, the Reckless Leagues Club on board already as sponsors. But I think they'll look to uh, enhance that as we draw closer to the season next year with the Dolphins officially part of the NRL. So maybe there's a chance that we could see some cross-promotion. Maybe we'll have the players and the coach, the, the legendary Wayne Bennett. He might be able to mosey on down to the Reckless Paceway uh, next year at some point and uh, just do a bit of cross-promoting, get the other uh, fans going. But uh, it is a growth area. North Lakes, as we know, not too far away. There's plenty of development in that area. So hopefully there's going to be a good crowd tomorrow night because this meeting is an absolute ripper. Last year was awesome. As I said, Krug set the, the carnival ablaze with the way he went about winning the derby. I think there's a number of possibilities tomorrow night. Amore Vita ripping the derby and this Redcliffe Gold Cup for the first time at Group 1 level because they've increased the prize money, now worth uh, $100,000. And not surprisingly, it's the best field we've seen for a long, long time. So it's a great night tomorrow night. Things that used to excite me as a kid, Chris, getting to the Hornybrook Highway. I used to love going over that bridge. I used to get very excited about it, particularly when I got to the hump part of it. Uh, <laughs> well, you're a keen fisherman, so I'm tipping you probably had thrown a line off the Hornybrook Bridge. I off have many Hornibrook times bridge. when I was young, yeah. yeah. Anyway, continue yeah. on, Jared. All right, uh, let's Chris. Ha- Sydney tomorrow night, Jared, and have a look at some of these races down there. Uh, races five and six are our races. So race five, is there any sort of market move here? This is the free-for-all. Uh, well, yes and no. I mean, we've uh, we've had a pretty uh, sizable uh, deduction here, 21 cents with um, 408 coming out. But uh, probably Bundoran, the favourite, 440 into 330. But most of those prices shortened on the back. Well, there's actually three, uh, three scratchings there. Shortened on the back of those scratchings. So not really. And, and you know, there, there's one, two, three, four. There's five horses very closely priced together. But at the moment, Bundoran, the favourite at 330. Okay, those scratchings, 408, where you've been bopping in Lurham Lake. Uh, Queensland interest there, Zeus Bromack. He's been considered for the rising, uh, for the uh, Blacks of Fake, I should say, the uh, open class feature. So we'll be watching him with interest. And race number six, this is the Mayor's race, the stylish Memphis Stakes. And there's particular interest here because with the Group One Golden Girl uh, on the middle night of the carnival, 
Uh, there'll be a number of these mares being set for this race, including the favourite Fairy Tinkerbell, $2. What's the market say? Well, I only want the one, and that's it. Uh, it was 260 quickly into 225. It was 225 for 24 hours or so, and even overnight, it's now into $2. So number 10, that's race 6, Fairy Tinkerbell, the only one they want. Okay, Melton tomorrow night, really good card down there. We'll start with race four, the trot feature, the favourite, <laughs> very short. Many yeah. expect her to be the, the best trotter in the country within the next 12 months, Queen Alita. Majestuoso probably holds that mantle right now, but this mare's been stunning in her two most recent victories. $1.22, any interest, or is it all about the multi-action? It, it's only the multis. I mean, uh, she opened at that price, she hasn't moved, so it's been there for three days, so that's a pretty clear indication. It's probably around about where she'll be tomorrow night, but you're quite right, plenty of multi-activity there. No interest in, in Queensland with her, Queen Alita. And just on Majestuoso, he was gallant and defeating. He made a gate break, ran second behind Nephew of Sunoco last week. But now that he's outside the draw, so he's got to start OD for the next two starts, Andy Gaff has basically pulled the pin on Queensland. So disappointing, we won't get to see Majestuoso. Race five tomorrow night at Melton. The favourite here is something better, $2.90. Uh, equal to favourites with Yambukian. Speaking of Andy Gaff, 290. So 290 each of two. Can you give us a lead? I certainly can. Now, something better opened at 225 and Yambukian opened at $4.80. As you mentioned, they're equal favourites now. So quite clearly, all of the support is with Yambukian now into 290. The one, that, the other one that's attracted a little bit of interest, so if you're looking for trifectas, first fours, etc., is Halliver. Uh the Justice Runner, it's number 10. It's been 13 into 7.50, but equal favourites now, but the money clearly with 13 there. Okay, and race seven, the free-for-all. This is a really good free-for-all, good Queensland interest as well. Uh, like a wildfire, 155, uh, fresh off that stunning victory last time out. He's the clear favourite. $4 better Eclipse, and the stable made a better Eclipse, triple eight. 440, as we know, both of those horses bound for Brisbane. Maybe we get to see like a wildfire. Maybe this run tomorrow night, if he wins, solidifies that trip. So where's the money going here? Well, Better Eclipse has been a noticeable drifter. 338 to $4. Triple uh, eight. We did give 650, but that was fleetingly. It's into 440. But the favourite like a wildfire, dollar seventy uh, market went up in quickly into a dollar fifty-five and unmoved since. So it, it's probably the one there. Uh, race seven, number two, like a wildfire. Okay, steer us into a multi for the weekend, Jared. What are we looking at? Well, we've got a few here. Uh, Gloucester Park tonight, race five, number one, Jumpin' Jack Mack, a dollar fifty-five. To Redcliffe tomorrow night, and we will stick with Rip uh, in the Derby. So it's race seven. Um, I haven't got a number. Six. Six. Uh, Six. It's a dollar. Yep. Yeah, dollar seventy. Then we go to like a wildfire, Melton, uh, race seven, number two. It's currently a dollar fifty-five, and the final one is at Menangle, race six, number ten, Fairy Tinkerbell, uh, two dollars. So there's four there for our multi tomorrow night. Steve, what have you got? I think Uncommon James will win, for, even though it's a golden rule, I suppose, with putting. You know, horses off a year off, you normally rule a line, but uh, just love this horse's trial. He's very talented. Two ten, Brisbane, Uncommon James, two fifteen. I called that trial. That was a doom a couple was, of weeks ago. Yeah, Enavisto yeah, was in the same trial. heat, and gee, quick and beautifully, Chris, didn't he? Like a good horse. Mm. 
Okay, so Uncommon James goes in there first up tomorrow. That's at Eagle Farm, part of uh, Tats Tiara Day. So that's the uh, the multi for the weekend. Jumping Jack Mac tonight, Gloucester Park. Rip tomorrow night at Reckliff in the Derby. Like a wildfire in the uh, free-for-all to race seven, number two. And in the uh, the Mayor's feature at Menangle tomorrow night, Fairy Tinkerbell. And we'll get Uncommon James going tomorrow at Eagle Farm as well. So that's a nice little multi that will play for the weekend. Jared, as always, appreciate the time. And next week, we'll uh, dive into some of these other markets because I'm sure it's starting to change, especially the rising sun. We're getting closer and closer. So we'll look at both the markets for the rising sun and the blacks of fate next week. Look forward to it. Thanks, Jared. There, guys. There's Jared Daffy from Tab joining us. So you can find all those markets right now by going to the website, tab.com.au, and they're all up and running. So... Just repeating that multi. Jumping Jack Mac tonight. Rip tomorrow night like a wildfire Melton. Fairy Tinkerbell Menangle. Uncommon James at Eagle Farm. Kate Butters about to join us now from LBM Park, the communications and uh, membership manager, and she's online with us now. Kate, good morning. Good morning, Chris. Uh, you get the night off tomorrow night in Ways because we're racing at Rickliff, but have you got a fancy for that meeting? It's a star-studded program there. Yeah, it's quite exciting to be hitting that Group 1 feature racing for the 2022 Tab Constellations Carnival, finally. So, I know, very excited. Race 1, number 4, Albie 2 Chains is my best of the night. So, I think I can get punters off on the right note. Um, was massive last week in the patron's purse. But um, I think that Michelle will be positive off the arm, take up a forward position and be too strong. Beautiful, love it. Nice and early there. Race one, number four, LB2 change early start at Reckliff tomorrow night as well, 4.44. So it's going to be a, a good way to start the card with uh, Kate's best bet there, LB2 change. And just from the Albion Park perspective, so after tomorrow night, all roads lead to Albion Park, four huge nights coming up. Uh, just with all the stars on the track, what about the off-track uh, entertainment? What can you outline this morning for us? Yeah, we've got some very fun events off the track. So we've got barrier draws, ones at a rooftop bar in the city, and then Black's Effect at the Golf Day later in the month. Then we have our Calcutta as well. Um, and, yeah, so it'll be it'll be a pretty, pretty fun couple of weeks. We've got our little Legends launch party for our little kids as well. So, yeah, it's, um, it's all happening. We're, we're very busy. We, we do have the night off tomorrow night, but um, it's still all happening around the place. So um, there's a lot of vibe and... We look forward to it. All hands on deck by the sound of it. Just on the Calcutta, that, that takes place on Thursday uh, the, before the Blacks are fake, obviously. So that is, uh, what, uh, July 21? Yeah. Yeah, and that's going to be at the, the Brecky Creek Hotel. But it's free entry. But if you want to participate in the Calcutta, obviously you've got to buy your tickets. But it is free if you want to turn up for a bit of fun that night. Yeah, most definitely free. And then the club in uh, Embracing Pacing Racing Queensland are putting on some food. Uh, $10 a ticket for the Calcutta tickets. And, um, yeah, we've got them available. Uh, Chris Barsby, you'll have some. Scott Steele, myself, Ryan and Ryan Spice and uh, David Brick as well. So come and find us and um, get some of those tickets. All right. Good stuff there. And as we know, uh, Albion Park Ambassador Greg O'Connor is going to be uh, – headlining that night. So I'm sure he'll put a bit of a spin on that night and uh, maybe a bit of a Kiwi flavour as well. So it is going to be a fun night. That's Thursday, July 21, a couple of nights before the, the big race itself, the Tab Blacks of Faith. Yeah, most definitely. So you can actually RSVP via our website. So um, there are limited tickets available, but we want as many people there as we can get. So um, yeah, be paid to get in quick. <laughs> 
All right. Excellent. Hey, Kate, really appreciate the time, as always, on this Friday morning. We've got the tip with LB2 Chains, race one, number four at Redler tomorrow night. Look forward to the chat again next week. Look forward to it. Good luck. Okay, there's Kate Budd joining us from Albion Park. She just mentioned Ryan Spice, who joins us each and every Friday as well. I'm sure he's pumped up about this meeting at Redcliffe, and I'm sure, as Kate just outlined, he's going to be uh, investing heavily as far as that Calcutta is concerned. He joins us now. Ryan, good morning. Morning, Chris. Morning, listeners. That's going to be a good night, that. Yeah, the Calcutta is all shaping up like one of the events of the carnival. We look forward to that Thursday, July 21. Let's find a winner for this meeting tomorrow night at Reckliff. Nine races. Where is your best bet? Chris, I've got two good things I'm hoping to tip this weekend. Um, it's actually a Team McCarthy interstate double. The first one is going to Menangle in the Mayor's feature, which is race six, number 10, Fairy Tinkerbell. Jack Callahan takes the reins. This man's had a brief freshen up and she's trialled last week in excellent order going around in 151. She's currently even money with Tab. I think she can be put on the front end and give a great sight. Okay, so $2 currently with Tab right now for Fairy Tinkerbell. And uh, like I said, every opportunity uh, with a win there, she could find her way in Brisbane lining up in that Group 1 Golden Girl. What's the other part of your uh, good thing weekend? And Chris, closer to home, the man's feature on the Redcliffe Cup evening is race three. I'm keen here that the Honey Queen can be leading and winning. Luke McCarthy takes the reins. This man got it wrong on the home turn at her first Queensland start in the free-for-all grade. She laid in, copped a bump and galloped. She was all, she looked all over a winner that night. Um, I think Luke can put Australia on the front end and over the mile around the triangle, they won't run her down. Okay, so super keen there on race three, number two, the Honey Queen to bounce back. So they're the two good plays for us this weekend, Fairy Tinkerbell and the Honey Queen. Yes, mate, and can't wait for the weekend. Redcliffe have put together a sensational card on racing, and I'll see everyone trackside. All right, tell me this before I let you go. I've got to ask the question. Amore Vita, if she dominates tomorrow night like most expect, do you start her in the rising sun? Chris, if she was mine, she would be, given the circumstances, the setup, and the money that's on offer. And the other thing, well, as you highlighted, is that it actually sits quite well with uh, the other hoax programs. Um, she won't have to dodge the Southeast Queensland or the Queensland hoax, so she could have a Queensland carnival to remember if they headed that way. All right, and one other one that I want to ask about as well the trial of Rip on Tuesday, from your viewpoint. Have you seen a better trial from a horse uh, than, than what he delivered there on Tuesday afternoon? Chris, that's probably the greatest trial from a three-year-old we've ever seen in Queensland. It, uh, I think it had more than the flashing lights for a, a coming winner. Mm, it, was, it was stunning. There's no doubt about it. Looking forward to seeing him under race conditions tomorrow night at Redcliffe. So you'll be there. Appreciate the time. We've got the tips. We'll take the girls, the Honey Queen and Fairy Tinkerbell. That's Redcliffe and Menangle. See you trackside tomorrow night. Thanks, Chris. Here's Ryan Spice joining us. So there is two good bets uh, for the weekend. Darren Clayton is now joining us. He's jumping at the bit as well. Cup night tomorrow night at Redcliffe. Darren, good morning. Morning, Chris. What was your thoughts on the trial? I know we spoke on Wednesday, but you've probably looked back again. Uh, do you agree with Ryan? It was more than flashing lights. That trial at Rip. Yeah, it certainly was. Just the way he positioned and then... I think more so than anything, just the way he left them left them standing, and and when Bernie sort of let him down, he just 
exploded to the line. And, you know, Uncle Shank's no slouch. We saw him uh, win his fair share of races at Albion Park in quick time, and, and he just left him flat-footed. And um, there were some very nice horses back in the pack that were chasing and, and not really making much of a deficit either. Okay, you've had a little bit more time to think about Amore Vita. I'll pose the question to you. Do you start her in the rising sun? Yeah, I think I know you have to be, uh, you have your plans in place of what races you want to target, but I think sometimes you need to be a little bit flexible in the way this profiles the, the fact that she can still get into those Oaks races, the fact that she draw barrier one effectively. Like we said, I doubt there'd be another three-year-old filly gets in the race. Um, she then gets all the options in the run um, and from there you'd expect to and it's not often you get the opportunity to run in a in a $300,000 race plus with uh, effectively an extra bonus there as well being a three-year-old if a three-year-old wins it so um, you can't sneeze at that sort of money when it comes along and, and you don't know how long you've got a horse for if it was mine um, I'd be I'd be in there for sure. It's tantalising. Uh, there's no doubt about it. I think connections have got to think long and hard. We'll see how she gets through tomorrow night, obviously, but uh, the temptation has got to be very, very strong. Let's focus on this cup meeting tomorrow night. The Reckliff Cup, first stage, 1964. Ferry Armour, the uh, inaugural winner for Jack Haggerty. Who wins the, uh, the version for 2022? Yeah, I'm with Max Shard. I think it just sets up nicely for him. As we sort of mentioned the other day, it probably looks like a race where there might be a few moves um, early on. I think Max Shard um, has displayed that he's probably a little bit more versatile than a few others in the field, and he could probably handle getting around them early. Um, the fact that he's two from two in Queensland, and both those runs have been um, from effectively a similar trip, sort of 2,600 and and 47 they race at at Albion Park. He goes back to the 2613 here, Redcliffe. Um, it's been off 20 metres on both of those occasions. He's won both of those. And then he's back in here again, again off 20 metres. Um, I think he can get around them if he needs to, or he's got that closing speed. Plus, he's had that sort of reconnaissance mission where he went up for a trial and, and was super out in front. So oh, I can't see why Max Shard can't make it three from three in Queensland and, and all three from the tape. So <clears throat> turn it up's an obvious threat. He's got that great standing start record. <clears throat> Problem with him perhaps being that uh, his two previous visits to Redcliffe, he's been up on the speed. He did he won one in front and chased home from the one one in a small field. So um, he's if he's left for one run, he's going to be mighty wide coming round the turn, which is a bit of a concern. Seb's choice really good in his first up run. I think this is a little bit of a step up, especially with the field size. He goes from, you know, it was effectively a field of seven or eight there last week. He's got the, the capacity field here. And um, I thought Make Mine Memphis might be able to run a race from sort of up near the speed if he's safely away. But yeah, definitely Max Shard in the cup. Okay. Now, are we paying enough attention to that trial that he had there at uh, Redcliffe recently? So it's basically uh, just over 10 days. It was 12 days ago now. June 15 was that trial. He wasn't up against anything as far as, you know, something that was really going to challenge him. But when you break down the sectionals from the trial, it was stunning. 58-1. So he effectively broke the track record for 2,613 metres. Track records, Clint will do 158-7. Fastest ever cup, sole ambition. That was two years ago. 
He went 58-9. I think they'll blow that away tomorrow night with this quality lineup. But just on that trial of Max Shard, 58-1 he recorded. That was the mild rate. He ran his half in 54-9. But the most mind-blowing thing about that trial was his last mile, 152.9. Yeah, exactly. And and that's why I'm really excited by his chances in this race. I think he's been super in the runs he's had that trial uh, the last quarter. And... And the best part about that was he was out in front and never pressured or really asked for too much at any stage. He never had, um, you know, a pace setter or he never had something up there sort of keeping him rolling or or something to chase. He was just up there doing it on his own. So in that regard, I I think it's as as good a trial as you'll see from any any horse at Redcliffe. If if Rips perhaps the best trial we've seen with uh, flashing lights at Albion Park, well then... Surely Max Shard gets the, the same billing from that Redcliffe trial. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with Max Shard. He is in the zone, this horse. Those two wins have been stunning, and the trial just franked it, really. Uh, you just don't see horses run those sort of sectionals at Redcliffe. Last one, 52-9. That, that's head-shaking stuff. What about the fact that the last horse to come off 20 metres, which he's got to overcome tomorrow night, was Pocket Battleship back in 1998? 1998? or 24 years ago, we're going back away there, but... Uh, uh, looking back on the figures since then, I'll doubt there would have been too many horses come off tw- or even handicapped on 20 since then. Um, the quality of this field certainly puts that up there. But I, I look to the fact that he's overcome 20 his past two starts and he still gets 20 again. So so for mine, I don't think the 20 metres is any concern whatsoever. Okay, I'm going to throw these stats at you because you probably missed it earlier. Nine of the last 11 Redcliffe Cup winners off the front, the exceptions being Jack in flight, I am Sam off 10. Other winners off 10 metres in recent times. Home of Jack, who beat Flashing Red, who started off 20 metres. Hexus, Slyby, Torado, Stone. Madawi Prince is the, the horse that's overcome the biggest handicap, 30 metres back in 1994. And Seb's choice, who's the favourite and been well tried, as Jared outlined earlier, Four-year-olds have won four of the last nine editions. Only the Brave, Majestic Major, Alleluia, and Soul Ambition. So there's a few things there. Hexus was the last horse to go back-to-back. LL Cool J attempting to do the same. He was successful in 2003-04. Luke McCarthy had the drive on both of those occasions. Grant Dixon, most successful driver with three wins so far. He's driving Colt 31 tomorrow night. And Vicky Rasmussen, most successful female trainer with two wins. Kept under wraps who Adam Sanderson drove, and LL Cool J last year. She's got LL Cool J, Adam Sanderson driving tomorrow night, and turn it up, Shane Graham. And uh, I mentioned the times of those uh, cups. So, Soul Ambition, fastest cup, 58-9 track record, though. Clint will do at 58-7. It's an intriguing race tomorrow night in so many ways. Yeah, it certainly is, and there's there's plenty of stats there to look at. I think maybe perhaps with some of those four-year-old results and looking to Seb's choice, um, just off the top of my head was the race previously the other way around where the patron's purse was after the cup. Um, mm. Whether that sort of has a little bit of effect on programming, but take nothing away from Seb's choice either. Like he was, he was super, he equaled that track record last week in that run of his. Yeah. So, um, you know, he's, he's certainly got the, the quality there to step up. Um, it's just that full field and, and how much traffic there is in those early stages it only takes, um, I think that's where I think the 20 metres is in the favour of Max Shard. If something happens a little bit early in the start there, um, he's out the back and he gets the opportunity to try and skirt around any issue if, if it should arise. 
Yeah, and it's a good point you make about Seb's choice. Last week, he was on the outside. He squeezed in between them tomorrow night in, in gate three. So it's a um, completely different kettle of fish for him tomorrow night in comparison to last week. Yeah, exactly right. And he's got... Um... He's certainly up to the to the challenge. It would it would appear, especially off the back of his um, his run down in Melton on on his way up here. But um, yeah, it's it's a different kettle of fish going from a small field at Redcliffe to all of a sudden you're at capacity and and um, whether the crowd has any effect too. There'll be a, a bigger crowd tomorrow night. You would expect, especially with that starting point down in the front straight, where a lot of those people will probably be sort of congregating. What about the other Group 1 feature? So the Cup Group 1 status for the first time tomorrow night, the Group 1 two-year-old feature, the Garrard's Rickliffe Healing Sales Series final. Most were expecting Tardelli to come up here, dominate this series. He looked awesome last week, won by a huge margin. But it's different now following the barrier draw. Hold on to your bling front row draw, Tardelli, inside of the second row. They opened as equal favourites. There's money now for Tardelli. How do you see this race? Yeah, I... Um, I still see that uh, Tardelli can dominate, and actually, I think he's the best uh, best bet for me tomorrow night, Chris. I think, um, despite the gate, I think he can get around them. I think um, we've seen how dominant he was in that heat, 35 metre or close enough to 35 metre victory. Um, he's come up here with after five starts, four wins. One of those a Group One win at Bathurst, where he absolutely dominated them. This guy just really oozes class, and I think he gets the opportunity to show that class again tomorrow night. It will be tricky with the gate, that's for sure, but uh, there's a scratching which brings Mullum Axel into the race. I can foresee Mullum Axel just making it a little bit more difficult for hold on to your bling out in gate six, which then just might, might make him work a little bit more. I'm sure Mullum Axel, with that, now that he's in the field and he has that gate speed, they'd be wanting to, to sort of get in there early and, and, and try and get ahead of hold on to your bling. I remember a couple of years ago, we were all concerned about um, Nilla Playboy. He drew inside the second line for the for the sales final and he had really dominated at that point. Um, he was able to find the gap and get off and um, even after an error and still won that race. I don't think this will be any concern either from that same barrier for Tardelli. Okay, so you're marking him the best bet? Yeah, I, I think at the um, there's better than even money available at the moment, and and I think he is a, a good bet at that, regardless of the gate. I'm just really impressed with how much quality he has shown in his career to date. Okay, I'm tipping your uh, quaddie's going to be skinny tomorrow night because Amore Vita a dollar fourteen in the Oaks. That's the opening leg of the quaddie. Uh, Tardelli, your best bet. Do you stand out a rip in the Derby? Yeah, well, I think he, he gets every entitlement to be stood out. Um, there's a danger it's got to be Teddy Disco. I thought he's six for six at Redcliffe. Rip has his first look at the track, and um, it's a different kettle of fish going from uh, um, a big Albion Park track. He won't have seen this sort of set up before gate six, and um, it'll take him a while to get around at some point, you would expect. But, um, yeah, I, I think he still looks a good thing. But, yeah, Teddy Disco, the danger, I thought. Okay, danger zone unbeaten at Redcliffe as well. He's two for two, so it's going to be a good race, the Derby. And uh, if you're playing the quaddy uh, with the cup, how many are you going to throw in for the cup? Yeah, I thought in that one, if we um, throw in a, a few others there, certainly um, trying to, to get around if Max Shard should happen to um, be beaten. But uh, like I said, I'm keen with him. I thought we're definitely throwing in 
um, numbers 2, 3, 4, 12 and 13. So um, I think with those numbers there, I'll turn it up as I've mentioned. I think Seb's choice will be thereabouts and I think that certainly sets it up well for uh, some of those others back in the field. I'm not sure whether there's a value runner in that cup anywhere, Chris. I've sort of tried to find a way around it. Um, I think the, the the main four there are, are the ones that are the, the main players. So um, trying to find value out of it, I, I couldn't really find anything. Perhaps LL Cool J uh, to place might be a little bit of the value there. His previous Red Cliff, Red Cliff Cup winner, $4.60 currently with Tab. So um, that might be the way to play. But um, yeah, 2, 3, 4, 12, 13, going a bit wider in that leg of the quarter. Okay, so just repeating the quaddy. One, a standout in that first leg, Amore Vita. Tardelli standout. We'll put in Teddy Disco and a rip in the derby, so that's numbers three and six. And then Darren's numbers in the cup, two, three, four, 12 and 13. But he's got 13 on top there, Max Shard. It's going to be a massive night. First four jackpot on the Reckliff Cup as well for punters with tab, $50,000. Projected tools, $200,000. So keep that in mind as well tomorrow night. Huge night coming up. The first of many over the next uh, four or five weeks now. Darren, really appreciate the time and uh, look forward to chatting again next week. Yeah, looking forward to it, Chris. It's going to be a great night and, and um, yeah, it should be a top night tomorrow. Cash there, up and running? That, yeah, it's up and running. Adam Sanderson, the driver to follow. We thought he had a, a couple of handy drives there. Tegan Banner, Sporty Dancer, another statement. Hold on to your bling and LL Cool J and, yeah, just all that other info that we just went through. All right, excellent. Darren, appreciate the time and uh, we'll talk again next week. Thanks, Chris. So there's Darren Clayton. Steve, that is it. Mobile rolling. We're uh, on the eve of the Reckliff Cup. It's going to be a ripper. It's a big weekend in Reckliff because the Reckliff show takes place this weekend as well, which is basically a block away. So it's not all that far away. It's a stone's throw really from the paceway. So it's going to be a big night tomorrow night in Reckliff. No doubt in the world. Thanks, Chris.